listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Monday Night. Uh, it is Monday. It is June 4th, and we are recording uh, Ants Podcast episode 91. I am live in Seattle. Joe M. is live in Pittsburgh. Joe, how you doing, buddy? Not too bad. Good to talk to you again, Matt. It's been a little while. Same. Yeah. How long has it been? About a week and a half now? Yeah, it was just about a week and a half. Couldn't couldn't squeeze it in on the last weekends. Uh, kind of had something going on. Yeah, I was going going to Dave's shows. Back on tour. <laughs> Back on tour. So we found some time when there wasn't a Dave show going on to get a podcast in. So I hear that. How are you, uh, how are you doing? I hear that Gulf Coast show that was canceled was because you couldn't show up. So they just figured, <laughs> let's postpone this thing. I couldn't make it, so I said, hey, can you guys bring in a tropical storm just so we can get that rescheduled? <laughs> it works better with my schedule. Thanks. Well, um, we have so much to get to um, this this episode, so let's jump right in. But first of all, I mean, we got to keep our whistle wet and our and our and these golden pipes um, moistened. So what are you, what are you uh, imbibing with tonight? Give me, a, give me a one or a two. I'll give you a two. Two, so... Good. Kind of picked the one I was hoping, excited about. I'm going, I'm going the Kona beer, Cohen Brewing again. There you go. Um, all right, this is actually my first time because I haven't actually had a chance to have it. You've had it a couple times, but I haven't. Um, the Longboard, which is an island lager, and anybody that knows me, I'm a huge lager fan, Pilsner fan. Um, so I'm really excited to try this. So I'm gonna break into this right now. Oh, very oh, nice. That went that went way down the floor. Very nice. Uh, Cheers. What are you drinking? Cheers. Well, um, anyway, that Kona, good on you. Um, Longboard is obviously their big mass-produced one, but I tell you, it's it's really good. All four of those beers that they sent were delicious, and they're gone right now. I wish I could join you, but uh, <laughs> those the Konas are gone. Uh, there will not be another man-can consumption, at least not this episode. Uh, <laughs> not after what happened at the end of the last one. It got crazy. Those man-cans are dangerous. Mm-hmm. So uh, I am going a little of the opposite end of that. I'm going to do a... Uh, a Schaffer Hoffer. Uh, it's a grapefruit Hefeweizen. I think I've had it on this show before, right? The uh, half grapefruit juice, half uh, wheat beer. Um, mm-hmm. A delicious summer type beer. It's just outstanding. It's really low in alcohol, imported from Germany, but it quenches the thirst. It's like the Gatorade of beers. So, cheers. Cheers. The perfect beer to drink after a workout. That's how I just. That's what I just heard from what you said. But it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mentally. So um, we have uh, another track that's been dropped, another single, which is, it's so weird to talk about singles like this because in past years in the music industry, weren't singles released like one every six weeks or eight weeks? <laughs> I don't, don't know if you call these singles, uh, but yes, I know what you're saying. Yes, in the past we did do singles to get to get them, you know, do a promo to push it out to airplay, get it out to radio stations, try to get it on the waves. That was the way you got a song to the masses back then. Now, the way you get a song to the masses is different. The way you get a song to the masses is you try to get into people's um, customized playlists. Everybody uses customized music services these days based on your likes and dislikes. And a lot of those have released new versions, updated versions on Friday when new music, new albums are released. So now to play to that system, you release new songs on Fridays, hoping that they get pushed out to users, customized playlists, and people will discover your music. Um, and as such, every Friday, 
we've gotten a new song from DMB to hopefully make those custom playlists. Okay, but talk about attention span. Whereas before, how 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 long ago between song releases? We've got three songs within the space of what three or four weeks now. Uh, you know, it, it's just such a different pace that you're used to. It's like what they've released three, and I'm calling them singles, but I you know knowing it's a little different context, but they've right. released three singles inside a month. Yeah, and so you either have to listen to 13 songs all at once or listen to one a week, you know, a couple of them one a week. Yeah, well, I saw the latest track then would be um, Again and Again, uh, not Around and Around as you uh, put it in in our podcast notes here. I'm glad I caught that. Um, Darn it. I thought I could slip one over you and get you to say something. (laughs) Well, the new the new version the new title for Bob Law is again and again, um, and they Can dropped... we, uh, you know what I was thinking. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I kind of wanted just to keep calling it Bob Law, just even though it's called again and again now. If we just all just kept calling it Bob Law, I thought that would be kind of weird to do, and people would get really frustrated by that. And I kind of liked that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm all right with it. Um, it would yeah. be super. It would be super confusing. It would be confusing, but it, it's all. It's also a, a song title that had been established over the course of the 2016 tour. It's not right. like the four songs from 2006 that were what new song one, new song two, new song three, new song four, which ended up being like what Joyride, Crazy Easy, Sugar Will, and Hello Again, right? You got those in order. That's pretty impressive. But yes, those were the songs. Are they in order? That's what I'm saying. If you got that in order, I don't think so. Be- I don't think so. Well, what's interesting is I don't know that everybody knew it was Bob Law because I played this song for two DMB fans, and their I said, oh, you know, again and again came out and play it, and their first thought is like, oh, this this sounds familiar, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's Bob Law. I'm like, oh yeah. Um, so I don't think everybody, I don't think the word completely got out that um, again and again is the song previously known as Bob Law. How would you get the word out? Um, I don't know. I think it's just community chatter, I guess. You just, somebody mentions it to you, I guess, or you recognize the lyrics. Did we ever understand why it was called Bob Law in the first place? Dave says on a couple shows that, um, you know, blah, 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 blah is how he, he describes the, the song. And then we believe then when it got posted by the crew, they put it as Bob Law instead of blah, blah. That's what I think. I believe I have that right. Somebody may correct me if I'm wrong. But Dave Dave has said, you know, introed the song and just kind of said, this song's called blah, 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 blah. Interesting. Kind of like a BK, 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 DD, 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 Which, yeah, right. Which I thought was... that's what we all feared. From Be Yourself. Right. But jumping ahead... We now know that that song is only 27 seconds in length, and a, a, an astounding, very long 27 seconds in length. So that would be one of the shortest "Be Yourselves" that ever existed, if that's what it is. Well, what's your feelings on again and again? I mean, for me, um, and I've kind of talked about Samurai Cop being underwhelming, mm-hmm. um, and I like we talked Samurai about Cop. that Gorilla Zhu was really polarizing. Um, I guess that's continue one way to put to it. Yeah, um, I thought. 
uh, Bob Law again and again was by far the strongest of the three. And I found myself wanting to listen to it more than once where it's like Samurai Cop. It's like, okay, I'm going to give it another few listens to see if it, if I'm missing something. And there's been a lot of DMB songs that um, it took me a few listens to get into. Right. It, I'll admit it. But uh, again and again, right off the bat, I thought, I thought it was the most interestingly produced song that I'd heard yet. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. They're really, the, the dynamics in that song were cool, I, I thought. You said something there that just connected with me, and I, I agree. I listened to Samurai Cop to find more things. I listened to Again and Again because I, I was hearing You liked what you heard. Than, yeah, I was like, whoa, there's more in there. I, I want to get that. Where I, I wasn't, like, searching for it. I needed to, like, process it. Yep. Whereas Samurai Cop, I was done processing. I was actually now searching, and I like Samurai Cop. I thought I think the album version is good. I, I, I would like some Timmy parts different, but in general, I like Samurai Cop. Um, this this um, Bob Law uh, is uh, is really good. I like it. It's like starts off kind of like dark dark bar kind of sound and little 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 eerie and. Um, I don't know, really cool, and then and then it gets a little bit upbeat. Change, the, you know, obviously that part of the song it gets more upbeat, but I think the the producing on it is is pretty quality. I mean, I don't think it's insane, but it, it's very quality done. They spent time on this song. It wasn't like a single take, which um, for all we know, um, that girl is you could just be you know several seven single takes of um, different instruments. So there might con- be a we get to continue the game take- of. Who produced yeah. that song? And I want to hear more who more from the producer that produced that song. Like the yeah. this game is going to get played ad nauseum. But what happens if 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 you think that the two songs to their completely opposites are by the same producer? Then, then what you, you say do? what? Yeah. What's really interesting about that is none of the producers. Some of them are commenting on social media and whatnot, but none of them are taking credit for any songs, um, other than the ones that we know are from time. You know, like. Um, uh, can't stop or idea of you, you know, we know from the time frame that they're from. So the producer, but some of the new ones, we can't get a comment on who is the producer of it. Um, and I don't know why they're being so hush about that. They must've been coached not to say, I would say so. I mean, yeah. otherwise it could, it could be a, a case of favoritism or a competition, you know, not that, not what they want, but you can see how it would right. easily play into that. Yeah. I mean, obviously you want people to decide, uh, the music on the music first and then understand maybe the producer and the, the liner credits uh, not to know that first going in. And then maybe that influences your judgment. Um, but we're all adults here. I think we can, I think we can know who the producers are and you still, you, you're talking about okay. the fan base when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not talking about everybody. Most of us. Right. Right. Maybe. Well, speaking of all these tracks, we do have the, the full track list with the full times released now. Um, <clears throat> the longest track on the album is Virginia in the Rain, clocking in at just over six minutes. The um, I don't know what the average song time is, but I would say it's it's probably a hair under four minutes looking at this, if I had to just do quick eyeball math. Um, the shortest mm-hmm. is that the aforementioned BKD, KDKDD at 27 seconds. But then you've got the the closing track of When I'm Weary in at, uh, a minute 56. Um, you've got three songs here on out. That Girl Is You and She are all under four minutes. Black and Bluebird's under four minutes. Um, 
it, total track time on the entire album is 54 minutes and 26 seconds. Again, that was that's quick math. But um, that puts it over every day by a couple of minutes, uh, over away from the world by half a minute, and over stand up by, uh, well, let's see, that's um, actually not true. It is actually shorter than stand up. Uh, and it's just shy of busted stuff. So it's it's certainly not in their longer albums, but it's not in their shorter either. It's not the shortest. Um, right. It seems so short. Like when you look at all these songs and they're right. all they're all like three or four minutes, it looks like there's seven songs that are on, uh, over the four minute or actually um, seven songs that are in the four minute plus the six minute song of, of Virginia the Rain. So it's about eight eight songs. Yeah, their first the their first three albums, Under the Table was almost 63 minutes, Crash was almost 69, BTCS was over 70. I mean, they were packing a CD full because the CD is a maximum of 72 minutes. Um, yeah. Since then, the longest album that they've released is Stand Up at 56 minutes and 24 seconds. Yep. So, I mean, take that what you will. I'm, I'm quality over quantity for sure, but yeah. it seems like quality followed quantity <laughs> at the beginning of their, at the beginning <laughs> of their career. Yeah. It was the reverse, you know. I, you know, initially I'm I'm disappointed that there's not any longer tracks. Just knowing this band, but then I think about it, it's like this this is just maybe the new world, and this is actually what maybe makes sense for releasing an album. Is these are going to be the studio tracks, and we now have live albums, and the live album quality is so good. We're getting sound, we're soundboard pools from them. You're shaking your head, Matt. You don't agree that you don't like the live sound. I didn't say that, but um, this is no secret opinion of mine that the studio albums hold a special place in my heart. They're sure. they're one shot for the band to really lay it down, and um, live versions. There's a billion of them, mm-hmm. yeah, right? So uh, there's one studio studio album. You make a good point. Yeah, I mean there there is. Um, I guess where I was going was. Hey, we're gonna have these kind of studio cuts. They're quick, you know. They're in the kind of the vein of our attention span these days is about eight seconds. Um, they're, they're they're they have that in mind. We're gonna get longer versions of these songs through warehouse discs, through live recordings, through whatever else. So there will be other versions of these, and it's not the only way to consume it. But you make a good point. I guess there is an opportunity to get some of this via studio quality mixing, mastering. And um, we, we're not going to get any of those extended jams or extended, you know, musical takes on an album. No, the, the thing that's really weird is that on those earlier albums, uh, they don't do any of the songs feel like they drag out to you. I mean, Dreaming Trees, what, nine minutes plus on the on Before the Shroud of Streets, but it doesn't doesn't feel like it's dragging. It's like, well, we're already at the end. Uh, so it's it, a right. lot of their songs aren't even jammed out that much. I mean, 41 might be a, a good exception to that on crash but um even even that uh, it's none of them feel long or drawn out but and yet they were they would easily average six seven minutes a track on some of these earlier albums yep i think it's interesting that you give all those other album total time links album album links just because my first thought without that is this album is really short but now when you put it in that context it's outside of yes you know um uh, under the table crash and BTCS. Outside of those, it's right in line right. with the other five albums. Yep, I'm surprised too because I thought this was going. I thought I was going to be able to make a point after collecting all of that. Like, <laughs> look darn how it, sh- the data doesn't prove it. And I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to fudge this. I'm gonna have to like, you know, change the temperature, <laughs> adjust. Anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird that there's a, a song on there that's 27 seconds. I mean, 
does that even need to be its own track? That's kind of there must be a story there. Um, and to end on a two minute when I'm weary, um, interesting also too. Well, I I fully expect when I'm weary to be yet another Dave Solo ish track. Like I know all I these other the songs thing. on even Bob Law, which I like. There's not a whole lot there that indicates there are other musicians in the room with them outside of you know bass and drums. Um, I, I think I said this in the plus forum, but you know I've was I've been looking forward to the the follow up to Some Devil since 2003. I just didn't realize it was coming. It was releasing this week because that's really what it sounds like is we're getting a Dave solo album and mix and match that with what you will. But listening to some of these live shows, Joe, and I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent right now. But somebody said earlier the band misses and needs a violin. I would agree with that right now. I've listened to some of these live recordings and it's some. I know it's different. Doesn't mean it's better. And I think this band needs a violin. It's it is a key component of a unique sound that's gone right now. Um. Yeah, I, that'll be one of my feedback from one of the live shows coming yes, up here. Yes. But, well, speaking uh, of them, the tour yeah. continues. Your life continues. And uh, <laughs> and I'm well, glad I can't to wait see... that this album is going to be out in what, five four days. days four days. Can you believe that? Crazy. Yeah, and, and Joe Lynn even said, totally forgot the album comes out this week. Us, too. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. So Say that we have I a mean, lot to look forward to. We're all busier, right? There's that. But I uh, I don't know if that's indicative of the hype for the album or lack thereof, or it's just just a victim of circumstance. But yeah, it's coming up on us quietly. Um, but yeah, we got four days. So in the meantime, we've had a lot of shows, and I'm glad to see you bounce back from, the, uh, from your, I don't know, stomach bug or flu or... I was knocked out there for a couple days, pretty bad. Uh, but thank you. Yeah, I yeah. was just ready, just in time for uh, for Pittsburgh. I didn't get to. I had to take it easy in the lot, drinking Gatorade in the lot, um, but was able to make the show. So that's good. That's good. I'm glad the show went on because you were there. <laughs> didn't have to bring in a tropical storm. So, how many did you hit in these uh, these last five shows? Um, you know, Atlanta, Orange Beach was was postponed. Brandon Rogers, and then Pitt, and good old Cayuga Falls, my favorite venue in the country. How are they? Yeah, um, good. I mean, I really wanted to do Atlanta and Orange Beach the long weekend there, um, but uh, uh, did not cite it against it. So uh, I have uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland under my belt here to uh, be able to comment on, though I did watch some of the uh, some of the streams of the other shows. Um, good. So we got our debut of Can't Stop at Pittsburgh, right? Uh, well, the new Can't Stop debut. Um, uh, it wasn't at Pittsburgh. It came out earlier. Was it? Uh, yeah. Um, can't, which show did it come out? Are you able to pull it up quick? Yeah, I can pull that up. You can keep talking while I'm doing just, this. If, we just weren't, know, we're we like just weren't streaming it. And I hadn't actually had a chance to hear it before, before then because I, I knew it came out, um, but I hadn't been able to grab a recording of it. Um, and... Um, did you find it? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, yeah. Oh, it's played in uh, Rogers and in Arkansas. Yeah. So um, I didn't get to hear those recordings, um, but I since heard it, obviously, um, in Pittsburgh. And, um, you know, obviously can't stop on the new album. And so I was expecting, okay, what are we going to hear? Is the song that much different? We kind of speculated on last podcast how it might be different. And in my opinion, it's 
it still can't stop. It's still this. It's still the song, but there's new lyrics to it. There's new, you know, new new segues. New Carter actually plays on the song now. You know, I'm being a little over dramatic, but um, it's a different song. So, Matt, I forced you to listen to it. He did. He forced me before the podcast. Um, you, you've heard that you know the old can't stop, and you now know. The lot the new live version. Still haven't heard the album version, but you know the new live version. Do you have a preference between one of the two? <laughs> Do I have a preference? <laughs> You're laughing. Why are you laughing? Oh, I I can't believe I'm going to say I liked it better the old way. You liked it better. And, the old, Matt just said he liked it better the old way. Well, and what liked it better? It's all relative, right? I mean, it was hot garbage <laughs> before, and now that garbage is spoiled. And, and gotten even hotter. I, I don't know. I don't like it whatsoever. Um, it feels forced to... It, it's like if they took Loving Wings and tried to put that on a studio album. I would think that would be trash, too, because it's trash. Um, and so, no, I don't like it. The only part I, I liked about the old version, which is the, the... Do you call it the chorus or, like, the bridge that repeats there the, where he goes high? Uh, the only interesting part of the song, because the tone kind of changes... Even that got ruined, so uh, I don't know. But so yeah, you see who gets it, and, and I, I have only early opinions from everybody else. I've asked what people if they like it or they don't like it. I, I think I've heard equal both ways at this point. Um, not quite as um, not quite as what did you say decisive as um, that girl is you polarizing, yeah, polarizing. Thank you, as that girl is you. I like it. I like the new Can't Stop uh-huh. um, definitely more than the old one. The old one was cool and groovy, but man, did it did it just it didn't go anywhere for me. Um, this one I like, and I really like Carter. And actually, I want Carter to do even more because it's just like kind of heavy now and uh, more funky. And, and when I listen to it, I listen to it a bunch of times over since um, listen to the recording. You know, it gives me the feeling of like at, you're at any kind of like outdoor kind of gathering that has a like a live band like you're kind of maybe you're at like a brewery and they have like a live band playing it gives me that kind of feeling um well, i don't know if that's a good thing or not but that's that's what i get is this like uh outdoor groovy kind of pop-up band it doesn't necessarily sound like difficult yeah, that's something uh, that i pay 125 dollars a seat for sure <laughs> yeah that jives um, but I like it. Um, it, it's groovy. Maybe, maybe my opinion will change, but, um, I've listened to it probably a good seven times. Wow. Let uh, me see how long this track is. It is six minutes and four. So that's 45, 45 48 minutes that you've wow, dedicated okay. to the new can't stop. I wish I had that kind of time for an ear. Which is like, canal. which is like one version of the old can't stop. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're liking it. I mean, at the same time, um, it's easy for me to play armchair quarterback because um, I, I do think the band's in a little bit of a swoon right now and um, still trying to find themselves sans Boyd. I don't know if that sound is something I even like if they find themselves, right? But overall, I, I'm, I'm a little down on it right now, but um, it's easy to say when you're not at the shows, right? And if you're going to spend the money and the time to go to the shows, and of course it's it's a, a very social thing for us now at this stage in our being a fan of the band, but you still want to enjoy the show. So you, you want to be a little optimistic. You want to enjoy yourself. You're not going to go there and say, I, I'm convinced I'm going to have a bad time. 
Yeah, uh, that's a good point. So me not having gone, it's really easy for me to sit here and, and point the finger and say, "Yeah, yeah." Um, but yeah, you're analyzing the song live, and and we don't know what it's going to sound like on the album. And I think if anything, we by taking a look at that girl is you, we know that the album and the live version can be very different. Mm. You know, um, I would say that girl is you li- uh, live is uh, got a little bit different sound than. That Girl Is You on the album. Obviously, now it's the whole band is playing on it. We know Stefan confirmed that he does not play on the album version. Um, and I still think to this point, I believe it's just only Dave playing all the instruments, though. I don't think it's confirmed yet. Um, you get all the members playing it live, um, including Rashawn uh, has a drum next to him that he just bangs um, for that song. <laughs> and Coffin, Coffin has a like shaker. So, hey, anybody likes to call the songs before they're played when they're live. Guess what? You see a drum come out next to uh, next to Rashawn. You know it's going to be that girl as you. And for the most part, it opens the show. It seems like um, they get those instruments out there right at the start, and it opens it. But it doesn't. Dave doesn't go in the live version to the same kind of like trying to give that distressed vocal sound um, or that raw vocal sound. He's not. I don't think he's going for that in the live version. So it's a little bit different. But he's definitely full out falsetto. I, I didn't think this. I told Matt off the podcast after we listened to the song some more. I'm like, there's no way they're going to be playing this song at any kind of regularity. Right. Dave's singing that much falsetto. It's going to lose his voice. Um, lose his voice. But it also it's him going out in a limb for sure. I mean, limb, yeah, when, when you stand on that range of your vocals, I mean, the chance of a crack or, a, you know, losing it is high. And I'll give him credit for for stepping up and taking a swing. That's for sure. So, I, I mean, we couldn't be a mo- I couldn't have been more wrong because now it's been played, I think, three or four times, and um, they're opening the show with it. So, talk about putting out on a limb and mm-hmm. a song and hurting a voice. He, I mean, he's but that's definitely- probably a good time to play it though, too. First, yeah. for yeah. the voice, right? It's, yeah, you've had rest and you just warmed up and right. Right. Um, done your vocal exercises, so I guess it's a good time to do it. I, I want to say this regarding the tour. Um, there are people, and I'm going to give it a refresher because um, it's kind of a, a an unheralded feature of the site, but I think it's an important one, is uh, Showflow. If you're not familiar with Showflow, it is basically um, people who are went to the show can do it. People who are just at, the, at home watching the show can do it. You can get each show, give each uh, song and each show a thumbs up, a neutral, or a thumbs down. And what that does is it basically gives the entire show rating, but it shows the ebbs and flows of the show and see what the high points are, what the low points are, and how that compares between people who are at the show and people who are not at the show. It gives just a cool little breakdown. So if if the show flow rating is 0%, that means uh, half the songs were completely rated high and half of them are completely rated negative. Um Usually a good show, a good show that's rated is between 50 and 70 percent, 45, you know, something like that. Um, you know, if you're in if you're into the 70s or 80s, it's just it's an astronomically good, well-received show. Um, just taking a look so far this year, the show flow ratings so far are 39 percent, 46, 38, 39, 33, 36, 38, 36. That is extraordinarily low. Low rated. You can also put a rating in on a five star. That's the overall show. And those don't strike me as odd. There's four, four, and it's just there's a rounded three and a half, three and a half, four, 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 four. Um, 
but the show flows are very low. Let, let me just give you a, a snapshot of the first 10 shows from the 2016 tour. 52, yeah. 36, 34, 45, 44, 38, 55, 47, 40, 52, 40. You are not seeing mm. them sitting in the 30s, but you are this year. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting data. Yeah. Uh, having gone to the shows, what were the other ones you just quoted? 2016? That was or... 16. I can give you a – want me to grab no, another year? No, that's fine. No, I, I wanted to see it here 16. I mean, I, I think that's a better apples-to-apples apples comparison. Yeah. I mean, having gone to the shows, it's weird. I don't feel that that's how I accurately feel let, about the shows. Let me give you 2013. 42, yeah. 56, 45, 52, 49, 57, 48, 56, 69, 57, 71, 49, 68, 69. Wow. So we're, we're living in the 30s right now. Yeah. And I don't know why, you know, is, do you have any just like quick sense of like, are there certain, is the new songs just getting. It could be the low new vote, songs. Low, low, low votes. I mean. What's the last time a bunch of new songs came out? 20, 2012 with Away From The World? Yeah. Let's look at their summer tour away from the world. That might be a good a good comparison. Okay, well, 48, 35, 46, 27, 57, 41, 63, 47, 55. <laughs> All over the map. Now that is that Up is Up and down. Were they playing were they playing away from the world in in May of that year or did they wait until um that was their summer tour. So yeah, we're still no. There is there is it, the, in the thirties seems to be unprecedented so far. At quick glance. So you know it's 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 an interesting data because like I said, I don't feel like that that it's felt that way. I mean the shows have been a blast, and pe- everyone I talk to has have been having a blast at the shows. Uh, people are adding shows, or definitely no one's taking any away. And I, I definitely heard people that I said like the energy of the band is some of the highest I've seen. It was absolute blast, and so to see the. Sh- show flow with that uh, you know it's hard to say and you know we do show flow ratings on you know those that attended the show those that didn't attend the show and then overall so we do break it out by that and you're happy you can definitely look at that um that detail but definitely wouldn't say that these are you know 30s versus you know 60s from two years ago i i don't see that dramatic of a i guess i don't know you know that would be that's the difference of like what like how many more songs being better um, to get to get a sixty, you, know, you have to probably flip like what three or four songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, Star, Starplex is the is the highest rated show by, you know, by six by seven or eight points right now. Um, you've got you know, Minarets and Nancy's Warehouse. You never know. Best of what's around. Um, yeah, I mean, hmm. it's interesting. It's interesting to see where the low points are. Right, you've got stand up. That obviously gets a low rating. Steady as we go gets a low rating, but uh, I, anything else in that show was was really well rated. But like Blossom, uh, let's see, Blossom the uh, the low point was uh, you and me, and then uh, uh, Smooth Rider and uh, Shake Me are actually the other two negative songs at that one. Um, is Sister Low on um, Pittsburgh? Let's see, I believe it it was. Let me let me see. Uh, it was actually slightly positive. Wow. I, I kind of felt like, you know, some of those, the, you and me, the sisters, maybe the rye whiskeys are kind of feeling a little Yeah, satellite was low there. Can't Stop was, was underwater, and so was Seven, very slightly. Mm. Yep. 
yeah, seven has been played a lot in the years. So, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, you know, in general, I mean, over these last five shows, you know, we we obviously had that girl as you debut, and that kind of came out on the Friday before the 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 day that the show came, the song came out, and everyone thought then, you know, for Pittsburgh, the next Friday show when again and again came out that that would be the opening song, and um, it wasn't, and this point at this point we still actually haven't heard again and again live so that was kind of breaking from tradition of hearing that new release song uh open up the follow that day's show um a lot of tour debuts have happened since uh, in these five shows um save me so much to say sister um shake me like a monkey um man there were like five five in um in blossom i think we had like um idea of you got played um when the world ends when the world ends really interesting uh they do a buddy strong solo into when the world ends um but solo and i thought it was a new song i was like oh debut new song there's gonna be um goes on for maybe like 20 to 30 seconds maybe not that long but uh then they went into when the world ends so a little bit different but buddy obviously plays a big part in that you got your the, favorite. You got Jimmy, Jimmy back. Thing. Yeah, your favorite. I heard, I heard they're still doing that super original, sexy MF. <laughs> People like it. They sick. They everyone gets excited when it comes on. Oh, terrible. I mean, um, I don't know. People. Yeah. People like to sing. Twenty-seven that. million yeah. people used to watch American Idol too. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's actually I like that line. Yeah. Um, Cornbread came back. Uh, Smooth Rider was the was it was a liberation. Uh, hasn't been played in quite some time. Can't stop part one. <laughs> Can't stop part one. Um, got a lot of got a good fan reaction though. So uh, seemed like people were happy to see it back. And I, like I said, I'm always happy to see song rotation. So sure, I will take I will take Dream Girl. Um, bring it back. Let's I mean, keep Cornbread. I that's I I like that. Yeah. Do you? I do. It's it's super okay. fun. Life. It's real high energy, fun song. Life. Oh yes, you're right. Dave loves it. Dances all over. Yep. Gets the crowd going. Yep. So yeah, it's really, uh, really good. You know, the band came to a screeching halt in Pittsburgh. Um, I'm trying to remember what song it was. Um, it was it was pretty bad. Everybody stopped playing except Dave. Oh, they screw up. And, oh yeah, it was bad. And. Uh, Dave kept playing, and they just kind of like played it off, like let Dave do a little solo, do his little solo piece, and then they came in at the next kind of, you know, key part refrain or something like that. But mm. that was that was a little sketchy. Um, and then my other downside would be, uh, for me, this this may not be popular, but Ants is just not there. Uh, the Ants without Boyd is bad. Um, it's still bad and they're doing that, the, you know, the, the stop beat outro that would normally be Boyd. So and just round robbing solos. It's so quiet and mundane. I looked, everyone had their hands down and were just kind of chilling. And then when they go back into the, everyone gets excited and hands are back up and going, but that part of the song needs to die. They need to come up with something new. It's really bad. Um, it, this song is still great, and everybody loves it, and they dance, but during that part, the energy just dies. It's so, nothing like when Boyd was there. Do you think this is a placeholder, Joe? Do you think this is kind of how's it going, and we'll see how things go, and maybe we add a violin at some point? Um, 
you know, I, 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 I think, I think it's a test. If, if they feel like they can get through this successful, then they might just say, I see. I, and if I they worry, feel like they failed, then they go, yeah, let's I worry that they look at that. Just how you said that, the way you, that was really key that you said it that way. I worry that they're, that they're looking as a, as a, a vindication on, of themselves or, uh, I worry that if they say, or if it turns out to be apparent that they need the violin, that they'll somehow judge themselves poorly for it. Uh, instead of just saying, this music's more unique. We got more, uh, we have more wrinkles, more dimensions. If we leverage a violin, it's better. I'm afraid they won't just look at it that way. And instead they'll see it as maybe a judgment upon themselves and they'll be more naturally inclined to resist the idea of bringing a, a violin back. Yeah. Um, that's my worry. That's my, it's my worry too. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, there's some rumors out there about what this tour may, may bring. I don't know that I'm allowed to go into it. Um, but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens for the rest of the tour. Ooh, what a tease! Well, um, <laughs> I think that's probably a good a good a spot as any to um, to take a quick break here, uh, and we'll come back. We'll talk about the setless game, my favorite segment, absolutely bar none, my oh. favorite segment because we have to talk about usernames and the pronunciation <laughs> of them. Um, by the way, speaking of the tour, the last two shows, um, Pittsburgh and Blossom thanks to our amazing taping community, are up on Ants to download. And as of right now, they are both up on DMB Hub, the iPhone app, to stream. So uh, if you want to, during the break, fire that up and get some, uh, get some music streaming, be our guest. We will just take a couple minutes, and we will be right back. Thank you, tapers. Ooh, ignite my soul With your poison stain This deep and true I do Sweet perfume you bleed Till the world is overflown You're my gold, my hunger Where you go I will follow Sweet poison stain I see the light, I see
are back. Uh, I think we're going to talk about the set list game. So uh, I wanted to kind of put a little shim in here real quick. Um, uh, if you have an iPhone and you don't have DMB Hub, you should go get it right now. It's free. Um, and it's basically a companion app for AntsMarketing.org, but you can also play the set list game through it. Um, you can check out your standings. You can make your picks for every show. Um, you can earn uh, badges if you win the shows uh, or if you win the season, you get another special badge too. Um, but one of the things that I've been working on with the latest update of DMB Hub, it's not out yet, but it should be soon, um, is the ability to share your set list picks um, and share the results of a show that kind of gives you uh, a, a snapshot of how you performed, uh, where you ranked, how many songs you picked, how many songs you spotted, open or closer, things like that. <coughs> Pardon me. So um, that's coming. I'm working on it. And so hopefully um, that'll be up on the App Store here in a, in a few days' time, we're hoping. But um, definitely grab the MB Hub uh, for the iPhone. Give us a review on the App Store. Um, we mentioned earlier that you can stream live shows on there. Um, you can play the set list game. You can add, tweak your um, attendance list, what shows you've been to. Check out your personal stats. See how many song shows you've seen, what songs you've seen. Um, any badges? What else? What am I missing, Joe? You're, you got a goofy look on your face. Oh no, I'm uh, I'm liking uh, Brian Hensel's. Why doesn't Joe M wear a pressed shirt on this? So sorry, I was reading the comments. Who, who's to say it's not pressed? <laughs> wear my Monoloco shirt. It's awesome. Anyway, yes, DMB Hub. Um, we're we're gearing up for our 2.0 release. Actually, changing a few things around. Some some pretty major features coming our coming our way. So. Um, definitely hit us up, grab a download, um, check it out. Let us know how you like it on Twitter, Facebook, um, review it in the app store. We'd really appreciate it. So to that point, the setless game, uh, we've had five, uh, five shows since our last podcast. Um, we're going to try to compress it and condense it down to just the key points to, uh, allow Joe to have fewer opportunities to step on his <laughs> step on himself. So Joe, why don't you take it away? This is really where you shine. No, I want you to shine too, Matt. This is also your opportunity to shine. But yeah, we're doing the speed version, lightning round version. All the detailed stats are available on uh, the site if you ever want to get deep into the stats and see if you can get some bragging rights from something. But five shows, so we're just going to do a lightning round. It started off with Atlanta, and the winner with 46 points is You Seek Up N Emotion. Congratulations. 46 is a pretty solid score. Pretty, pretty solid score. Um, the most songs picked, 16, went to Jimmy Thing, 314. they're only playing like 21 songs a show. You nailed you nailed three quarters of them. I know. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, or the band needs to mix it up more. Uh, but no, that was, the t- that was the high. So nice job, Jimmy Thing, 314. So um, as I said, we're doing lightning round. So on to Brandon. Um, Mississippi, uh, the winner with 48 points was Trippin' Bill E. Mm-hmm. Congrats on that. And then Gray Street Ave took home the most songs picked with 15, which is pretty cool. And an interesting thing about that show is only 5% of the people were able to predict that Shake Me Like a Monkey was going to return. Um, so nice job to those, to that 5%. You want to take Rogers there, Matt? Yeah, yeah. So um, Rogers, next one. We've got another winner with forty-eight points and two-step crash. So we're starting to see where that high watermark is. It seems like people are starting to kind of, kind of get into a groove. And uh, I mean, forty-eight is good. I don't know what our record is 
but um you know to see winners around every around every show getting up approaching that 50 point mark those are some pretty inflated scores usually usually the winner of the setless game um what do they average between 30 and 32 points typically is right. what it ends up yep. Yeah, so um, you know, if there's any kind of regularity with these, if someone can kind of hang around that that range, uh, they're gonna they're gonna really do some themselves some favors. Uh, Trip Billy three had five spots. I mean that that's thirty points right there. That's six points yeah. a song for a spot. Um, assuming that's not opener or closer, because that gets you another four each. Uh, L Schaefer twelve somehow picked the opener and spotted the closer of Stay. So only five people, five uh, percent of the people predicted what stay as the closer, Joe. You got it. Right, right. But they nailed the opener and spotted the closer. That's monster. That's twenty points right there, just between those two songs. Um, and so of the first eight shows, Rogers has the highest average score. It's been the easiest predict by far. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh, that's your show, Joe. You want to take over this one? <laughs> um, the winner with forty-eight points is. I, I would accept either, Joe. I would accept T. Routen or Trout 10. <laughs> Darn it. I should have done T. Routen. <laughs> Darn it. Um, nice job, T. Routen. Um, and then J. Scott 305 got four, was the high at 14 songs pick, which is great. And then Bayou, only four people actually saw Bayou was going to come and be the closer. How, how is and that one, the case? Yeah. What's that? How, how is that the case? Um, I guess it just everybody knew it was going to get played. Four but... people spotted it, or or the four people only picked it as closer. Closer, only wow. four people picked it as closer. Wow, so like seventy-eight or eighty percent of people knew it was going to get played. Again, I don't understand what those other why it's not one hundred. Yeah, are doing, but um, but only people you know, no one really thought it would actually close a show. I guess except four people, but one person not only of those four not only called it that it was going to close, but also spotted it, which was. ZR Root. Nice job, ZR Root, mm -hmm. on calling out that. It's a big one. And um, you want Blossom? You yeah, want sure, to? sure. And, Joe, you call it Cleveland, Ohio, but I think you 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 denigrate Cuyahoga Falls. What a, it's beautiful over there, and uh, I don't think we need to drag it down into the Cleveland swamp. Wow. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, Blossom, my favorite venue in the country. Um, some of the best shows I've ever seen. Um uh, Fonzie 5888 and Dell Warehouse 418 both had 48 points. So maybe they're getting a little predictable. Meh, maybe. The uh, Warehouse, he was able to pick the opener and he spotted the closer as well. I mean, that's how you get 48 points, folks. You just you, you bang out 20 points right there. Uh, J. Scott 305 also hanging around um, did the same exact thing. Uh, only five people, again, picked smooth. It seems like there's like five people who throw it out there. And just hope. And uh, five people picked Smooth Rider rolling back. And uh, of the five, three of them even spotted it too. So, uh, you know, we've talked about it before. Spotting is where the, the winners are separated from the middle of the pack. They really are. And there certainly You'll, you'll is... notice most of the winners for a show are, are also the people that spotted the most songs. Well, let's look so... at it this way. You could, you could get... You could hit 15 songs. That would be a solid 75% of the songs. If you spot none of them, that gets you 30 points. I mean, I mean to get to get 48. I mean, and if you do that across the whole tour, you're in good shape. You're gonna you're going to be up there in the leaderboard. But if you want to, you know, cover up your bad shows with uh with higher higher uh, spikes, you need to spot some songs. That's that's what that's what makes the winners here. Um, so yeah, so we've got a leaderboard after all of this. We're how many shows in are we here? We're uh, eight shows in. Yep. 
We've got T. Routen or Trout. T. Routen. He's in first. He's got 241 points. Well, after eight shows, that is that's good for what an average of just over 30 points a show. Yep. So that's that's kind of historically uh, consistent. Uh, the Warehouse 418, aforementioned, is in second place with 234 points. So he's only seven back. He's right there. Fonzie, 5888. He's in third with <laughs> 233 <laughs> points. Thank you, Joe. I don't Joe. know how many points. I, I, I think it's probably 233. <laughs> and just to show, the, just to, to nail that point home, Jimmy Thing 314 has the most songs picked, 99 of them. And yet he's he's in fifth place. So he's lost out on some spots, and uh, that's that's kind of cost him. But he's obviously still well within striking distance. Nobody has gotten 50 points yet. With the set list we've been seeing, you guys can do it. I know you can. Who will be the first person to get a 50-point show? So uh, last year's second-place finisher, Crash 1983, he was tied for 33rd the last time we convened for this podcast. Now he's in seventh place. He's surging we're not coming down the stretch already. So hopefully he's not, you know, one of those guys who peters out, you know, just an And eight. also plus member too. Oh, plus. Uh, so hopefully he's got the stamina to go the whole race. We're only a couple furlongs in right now. Hopefully he doesn't die out. And there's a little Saratoga shout out for him. <laughs> but uh, so, and then of course, the myth, the legend, the current reigning setless game champion and undisputed top gun, heartbreak kid, Tony B. Was 143rd the last podcast. He's now 68th. Does everybody hear those footsteps? I can hear those footsteps. <laughs> That's still they're still out there. They're they're faint. They're, he's got some work to do. He's climbed. He's climbed 75 spots. Yeah, that's true. But he's still got 68. Well, to go. he's got guys knocking out 48 points ahead of him. He's got to. Yeah. You know, he's Let's not going to catch him if people start doing that. So so yeah so um. This is quickly becoming like my favorite part of the site, honestly. Like working on the hub and doing stuff for the setless game has been one of the more fun things that I've been working on to try yeah, to. It's, uh, it's it's another data point just to tell us about the shows. I, yeah. I like seeing them, you know, how predictable they are. And um, we, we did get a little, they were a little bit predictable a couple shows ago, but it looks like they're um, back down and being introducing new songs. So that's really going to make it more difficult going forward. And, um, you know, I, I, I th- thank you for everyone that plays it and, you know, everyone that's stopped by in the lots and said, thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. It was too many to name. Um, but we haven't seen, uh, seen the drop off either, Matt. Um, we've had about the exact same number of people playing yep. from the first of the show, first yep. show of the season. Sometimes, you know, everyone plays the first one and then drops out. We actually been like me. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's been uh, everyone's been playing or new people have been joining so thank you any every every single show is up for uh, bragging rights and um there's some badges to be earned in the app um by winning a show so um stay at it join if you even if you haven't played before feel free to jump into the game now so to that point about the badges joe i in working on um the setless game in dmb hub i came across a little bit of a bug in how we calculate the badges earned for the setless game so there is a badge um if you ha- don't have it you wouldn't know about it until this updated version of dmb hub where you will be able to see the badges that you don't already have the stubs you'll um, be able to see the ones that you don't already have that is right you're going to be able cool. to see what you have not earned and how you have to, what you have to do to earn them. There's one called Pick'em, and that's if you've won a show in the setless game, any show, you will earn that badge. Well, what the what the code did not take into consideration is some people could tie 
for first, and that is technically a win. If you two players got 48 points, you both won that show. So um, what I did is I fixed that code, and earlier today I ran the script, and it will basically, um, if you've won a show but happened to tie somebody else and therefore never got the stub in your app, you will now you now should have that stub in, uh, cool. in your app. So that's cool. So take a look at your, at your um, hub stubs. Uh, also, some of the venues, like the stadiums, were not characterized as stadiums. And therefore, you might want to go check it out and see if you've earned the venue exploration badge, um, which you earn if you've seen a show at an arena, an amphitheater, and a stadium. So um, that's something that we added quite a few based on fixing some of those uh, those venue qualifications. So you might want to check that out too. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's been fun. So we've got a lot more badges. We're actually going to uh, create a few more when it comes to uh, streaming. So we should see what that would look like. Um, just, it's just, it's a, it's a fun way to um, kind of differentiate yourself and, and kind of add a little bit of context to your, to your touring catalog, uh, your touring career as a fan. Um, so yeah, uh, any ideas also email us at dmbhub at ansmarching.org. We'd be, we'd be happy to listen to any and all ideas um, and any feedback. Yeah. You got any badges you'd like to see, Joe? Um. Man, do you think I have a, I get an in to 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 request it? Maybe there is a badge called crew member, and to earn that badge, you must attend every single show in a tour. <laughs> so I like it. That is an interesting one as well. So that's something that we should basically rename it Joe M. No nope. badge, maybe. Yeah. Nope. 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 Not a crew member here. Nope. Nope. So anyway, what do you, you got anything else you want to talk about? Kind of getting close we to wrapping some, it up, uh, I think. some shows coming up this week and an album. So I think it's going to be interesting. We have, they have a three night run in three different cities, right. which I think is unique. They're going from Syracuse, New York, which by the way, is planned to have a high temperature of a balmy 57 degrees. Um, so that'll be interesting. 57 degree show in Syracuse, New York on Tuesday, then over to DTE in Detroit on Wednesday, and down to Cincy and Riverbend on Thursday, which then leads to the album coming out Friday, and then Bristow, band's closest to hometown show on Saturday. And I'm really interested in that Thursday, Friday, Saturday there, yeah. because which show, Thursday... Or the Saturday kind of becomes like, do they, does it get any kind of special, you know, special opinion? Because, sorry, my the the ceiling fan in my apartment just started going on its own, <laughs> <laughs> and I could see the remote laying uh, just by itself. There's nobody around to have touched the remote, and all of a sudden the ceiling fan just decided to start turning. That is very creepy. Um, sorry, so I'm I'm distracted, but. Um, the Cincy is Thursday, and by all indication, we will ha probably have the album by that show, right? Um, from some kind of means, it'll have CDs will have shipped to stores, and somebody will get one early and rip it and leak it. Or the album comes out in Australia Friday morning, which right. is like what our Thursday middle yeah. of the day, yeah, noon. Um, so by all indication, the album will actually have it by Thursday at least. Maybe we'll even get it sooner for one of these other shows. Um, or 
Do they wait till Saturday and it's their hometown Bristow show? I call it hometown air quotes there. Do they give that kind of the new album treatment? What, what what's your prediction? I don't know. You thinking maybe the uh, the switch gets flipped on Saturday and and kind of the floodgates open and they and they play six or seven or eight tracks from the new album. I I mean I feel like why haven't we heard Virginia in the Rain? Why haven't we heard again and again Black and Bluebird? Right. Some of them are just like what are you holding back? Unless they're that different, um, so I, I feel like there could be a switch. And if this is really going to be the new album tour, this is the tour that's supporting the album, you'd think we'd be getting more than three songs, two to three songs a show from the new album, right? You would think so. Uh, I I don't even I don't even know how to make sense of of the way they're approaching it. Again, the single release strategy, I I, I don't get it, and and I think Saturday is going to be really the telling. I don't think Thursday is going to be. I don't think Thursday night's going to be a different show in terms of, uh, you know, related to the album release because technically it's just not out in America and they're touring in America. So I think Saturday is the show to look for where things might shift gears a bit. Yeah, Saturday. That's your prediction. I still have not pre-ordered the album, Joe. How how should I buy it now? We're not four days away. How well, should I pre-order? You or know, buy what's this album? kind of embarrassing is we talked about vinyl. I and I don't. I just found out because of right. the delayed email. The email comes out. Just they sent an email to everyone that the vinyls are now delayed and the cassette. So uh, if you're waiting on the cassette, but I didn't realize there's a white vinyl and a black vinyl and the marble vinyl. So there's actually three different colors. Are they all delayed? But, yeah, they're all delayed. And the cassette is delayed too. Outstanding. But you get a, you still get a download link. Sure, so sure. You can download it. You just gotta wait for the album. Are we? Code. Are these MP3 downloads? Probably. They're not FLAC. Um, probably. Are I, we over there this is now? A FLAC is this option to buy? But uh, I doubt that free it's downloads. It's so weird that this fidelity argument debate has kind of gone by the wayside. It, it almost seems like quality has lost. Quality has that the quality position in that debate has lost. That argument. It's, it's it's the mobile world. It if a really mo- is. if a mobile phone could play a FLAC file, they would be more prominent. iOS can play if FLAC. I, iOS can play FLAC. I don't. I think it's just well, it's bandwidth, right? Imagine I'm Apple Music, and I'm streaming yeah. fifty thousand. I'm streaming fifty petabytes of music a day. If yeah. I put out high bitrate, now all of a sudden that number is quadrupled, or whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah, but as far as you know, prominence in the industry or why we don't get downloads for it is because if I download it, if I'm an average person, IT skills, and I get a download link of FLAC files, I, I can't drop those True. into iTunes and sync them to my phone. You're, and now you're I'm absolutely right. Frustrated. Yep. Yep. I, uh, it's just, uh, talking with Bert, you know, Adobe, um, and just offline here. And, and he kind of was less about, I would expect him to be um, way into quality and flack and MP3 is lossy and this and that. And he's he's kind of shifted over to if the if the um, the compression and the conversion process is is sound enough that you're not noticing that data that's getting thrown out. You can't hear it right. if it's at high enough of a bit rate, which honestly surprised me. But yeah, knowing knowing that he's been firm historically. So what um, should I do, Joe? What should I do? What should you pre-order? Should I pre-order? <laughs> yeah, you you gotta keep you got a good vinyl streak going. 
problem is, like I said, there's the live tracks albums now, vinyls. Now, I can't so. keep up with that. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna be dropping some dough. Yeah, no. Uh, to get all those, um, they're, they're starting to become a pretty elite crew. If you if you're one of the ones out there that has all the vinyl, props to you. You're gonna start becoming an elite crew if we start releasing all the live tracks um, on vinyl too. Um, but yeah, I mean. I think you want to pre-order. You want to. You want. Do you do you want that bonus disc? Do you want to. You want to check out the. No, I don't care about that. You don't want the bonus disc. There's some good songs on there. I like. I like. I'm excited actually a little bit about the bonus disc. Um. So 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 I don't know how to. I don't know how to coach you then about uh, pre-ordering. I think you you want you're gonna have to get a vinyl, um, and you're gonna get a download code with the vinyl. So I probably won't pre-order. I'll probably just go grab a vinyl when they finally show up in stores or whatever. Why is that? What's the point of pre-ordering? They're late anyway. You're going to get a download code? I have Apple Music. Oh, that's true. I don't need to download it. Yep. Um, I guess the event that it's somehow limited edition and you can't, you miss out. I guess that's, that is the only, only reason. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So are you going to do a review for Come Tomorrow, Jeff, for the site? <sighs> Uh, I'm going to. Pl- uh, what's the word to. I want? I, I'm going to try to get you, coach you, or what, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, like, careful. Uh, I, I, I'm going to plead for you to do the review, to, for you to do a review, because mm-hmm. you have done reviews for all. How many of the albums have you done? All of them. All of them, them, I think. Yeah. So I think we need to keep that going, but. Depending on how what direction your review goes, and if it's different than how I feel about the album, uh-huh. then I may have to do what do they what what do judges do rebuttal? Yeah, a, a or dissent. Yeah, I'm gonna write a dissent if if Opinion. necessary uh, to your to your review. That would I think that would be cool. I think that would be cool. It'd be a perfect example of right and wrong. But we might have the same opinion. But we'll 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 see. I would be right stunned. Or wrong the, <laughs> I didn't say which one. I'm the right one. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, I think that could be cool. I now I've I've admitted this where um, my past reviews might have been a little bit overzealous or overexcited uh, about mm-hmm. the fact that we're getting new music. I'm in a decidedly different place right now. Uh, I hope it's not swinging the other way where I'm overly pessimistic. I want to be overly realistic. I truly want to approach this objectively. Not being excited for the album and not being in love with what I've heard so far, um, I think it's a good place to be in for an objective review, actually. Um, If this were just, it's new music, I love it, I need it, I've soaked it up like a sponge, I don't think that's good for that. that, I don't think the reviews age well when they're written in that kind of uh, context. No, I think I think we'll be pretty pretty level headed about it. I think we have time on our side at this point. How long it's been since we've had a studio album that um, I, I I hope that it's beyond the point of just what you said absorbing and praising. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully I'll have that out. We're also um, looking to potentially have an interview with a with a musician. Um, who Dave Matthews Band fans should know very well. He um, has some connections. Yeah. Coming up very shortly on the site, too. So so stay tuned for that. That should be fun also. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so a lot of writing to do. No time to do it. Uh, but 
we're going to work on it. Um, I guess I'm excited for the album. I mean, it's four days away. Um, pop it on the or old le- or less yeah. or less or less. It, it, remember the days when if you could get your album four days before release date and it has not leaked on the internet yet, you were you were just as absolutely genius. Oh, you froze, Joe. Say that one more time. Oh yes, I said I remember. I would those you could be a celebrity if you had an album four days before it leaked. Well, I'm saying it used to be if if an album was able to be kept under wraps that oh. close to release date, it was just stunning. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fact that it hasn't leaked. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. At this point, we'd be like, there's no way that a week before the release date that it's not going to be on the Internet. Right. And here we are. And here we are. Yep. I mean, basically three days away in the Australia land. So. Right. Good point. I love how we've we've taken to doing a 17 hour <laughs> cheat shortcut. Our friends across the pond. Thanks, Australia. Right. Well, I think that's good, Joe. Uh, I, I, I think that's a good uh, summary of what's been going on. You've got a couple shows coming up that you're going to be at. Yes, um, I'm interested to see. I did not realize how far away uh, Cincinnati and Bristol were from each other when I I jumped on that. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be fun to work out. But yep, yeah, I'm interested to see the see the, the show right before the release of the album and the show right after the release. That would be of the really album. cool. Yeah, I'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, do us a favor. Try to stay completely objective and just see what you think. You know me. Yeah, I do. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers well, any- to that. Anyway, uh, clink. thank you, everybody, on the Facebook Live for um, for joining us uh, in the live broadcast of the pod here. Um, yes, thank you. This has been episode 91. Um, we are looking forward to the next one. I, the next one's going to be, we're going to have a lot to talk about. It's going to be really interesting. We can break down the album track by track. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're pumped. We're pumped. Hope you guys are too. Be safe well, I out there. I got really excited about that. Yeah, I, you know, it's something different. I mean, it's been six years. It'd be crazy. It's like to play a little years. bit of snippet of the song and, uh, and uh, do some feedback on it together, yep. everybody. Yeah. We can do a Facebook chat and. Uh, and us on the stream, and we'll kind of get some consensus of how people are feeling about each track. It'd be awesome. So in the meantime, go ahead, hit us up on iTunes and review our podcast. Five stars only, please. Five stars only. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Joe gets a big bonus with a five-star review on iTunes. Yeah. Um, until next time, stay safe out on the road, and we'll talk to you soon, folks. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Here we go. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. The sky is so beautiful.